Oh man, how's everyone doing? This is episode 30 of Griff's Brains Up. It's me, Griff, obviously. Guess what? I already recorded this podcast once, but I had messed up the microphone. So literally half the podcast was in silence. Absolute silencio. So I'm going to have to redo this podcast. Um, like, this is all completely original off the top of my head. And... Um, I was, wasn't even enthusiastic on the previous one that I recorded, so this is gonna suck. <laughs> oh man, how's everyone doing? How's the week been? Let me do my usual rundown of my week. Um, I went to see Spurs versus Chelsea at Wembley last week. That was fun. I only lived 25 minutes from front door to getting into the stadium to see Tottenham disappoint me. But upside... Only 25 minutes to get out of the stadium so I could stop hearing them moaning. How about that? It's always fun to get out of the stadium. Because, you know, when your team loses, the result's bad enough, but it's having to suffer the poor analysis of what's happened. Now, I'm not going to go into the analysis of the game because I'll do that on the Midweek Under the Lights podcast. Check that out on Wednesdays. That's on SoundCloud at the moment. Or you can just get it from my website. DarrenGriffiths.com forward slash podcast. There it is. That's how you do it. If you found this podcast, then you should be able to find the other one because they're in the same place. You know? It's like going to... Going to buy some bread and not realise there's muffins there. They're always located next to each other. And the central and the treat. Obviously, the muffins are the essential. Who eats bread? <laughs> Oh, man. The one thing I did realise... that I f- Well, I didn't realise, I forgot. Just how broken most football fans are. You know? It's fat, overweight, shit tattoos. Um, just hobbles and limps. And just a real, lot of aggression. Just men just looking unsatisfied with life and just living vicariously through these guys on the pitch. Setting horrible examples to their kids. They should be in the stand going, ah, for fuck's sake, talk to me shit. And then a little six year old boy be there like, yeah, for fuck's sake, talk to me shit. And he's like, ah, that's. Mm, no sweeter sound than the sound of a child swearing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, if you grow up in Harlow, you heard it a lot. I was one of those kids. That's a lie, I didn't start swearing until I was like seven. And I met my friend Danny. He taught me how to swear. Before then, I didn't swear. It didn't really cross my mind to do it. But Danny made it cool. He was a cool kid. He used to look at naked ladies in the newsagents the, in, the, in the magazines. I was like, that kid's going places. So from that age of seven, I stayed friends with him. I'm still friends with him now. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, he will enjoy me telling that story about him. That's kind of talents from a people's. Uh, you knew people before you knew them. Our mums used to work together before, so they used to talk. And then me and him used to do that thing that kids do you know, you hold your mum's hand while they talk at adult level, and you just stare blankly at the other kid right in the face. It's like, no, no hello, no smile. Just stare at them blankly. Like, you, like what, what do kids think about? Because I can't remember. I don't think I'm even sizing the other kid up when I was a kid. Just staring at them. 
Yeah, you know we give giving the whole, oh, we have, <laughs> we're both kids, aren't we? <laughs> Do you have toys? <laughs> yeah, I have toys too. Yeah. Man, it's crazy, isn't it, being a kid? <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you struggle to colour in within the lines? <laughs> yeah. I know exactly how you feel. I broke my green pencil the other day. Didn't have a sharpener. Oh, man, tell me about it. Ah, uh, being kids. <laughs> you really just stare at them. Stare at the other kids. So I don't know you. You don't know me. So what? Not computer games? No, so... Um, you know, but that's, we were friends. We were friends from when we actually decided to be friends. And that's when we was in the same class at school. And, um... Yeah, good times. See, this is actually original. This isn't what I recorded previously. This means going off on a tangent, talking about school days. I remember Danny... Uh, actually, I want to just make this podcast about Daddy. Cause, <laughs> because, because he messaged me today. Because he's over here from Australia with his girlfriend. So I'm going to uh, catch up with him next week. But that Daddy forms a lot of my memories from primary school. Another memory that he's a massive part of. We used to um. So Danny's of uh, Polish descent. One of his grandparents is Polish. So because of that, um, he convinced me that what we needed to do was get rid of all the stationery that had made in Germany on. Um, so if you went to school in the nineties, like I did, a lot of your stationery was made by Stedler which was a German company. So what we used to do is gather all of those pencils and pens and just chuck them out the window. Like the teacher must have been like, where the hell are the pens? <laughs> we just round them up. Just chuck them out the window. That was, that's how we bonded. He taught me how to swear. He taught me how to use computers well. And, you know, we got rid of pencils. And then we had our grand falling out. See, people don't realise how hood my upbringing was. Eh? When you were seven, did one of your friends threaten to stab you? <laughs> True story. Not only threatened, he was fully going to do it. I'll tell you how I knew he was going to do it. Here's the story, people. So, I can't remember why we fell out. But one day... Danny told me, hey, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my pen knife. No, it wasn't his. It must have been like his brother's or someone. I'm get my pen knife and I want to stab you tomorrow at school. This was just a straight threat I was given. Can't remember why we fell out. So the next day now, um, you know, we're in the reading area. You know what it's like at school. You had a little carpeted bit. You had all the little chairs and a little carpet bit, you know, with the books. So we was, we was in the reading area. And um, I got my friend Ramiz, who was our mutual friend, who's in between the two of us, our, our beef. Our beef went on for a few months. And um, yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, so I, I said to Ramiz, hey, distract daddy, just talk to him. And I went to the cloakroom, reached into Danny's pocket. This nutcase actually brought in a pen knife with him. There was a knife in his pocket, so I took it. And then uh, during the day, I slipped it to Ramiz to take this. Uh, Ramiz took it home to his dad. His dad found it. He told his dad what happened. His dad locked it in a safe. Um, so, 
go back to us at school now. After school, we're going to have a fight. We've agreed we're going to have a fight. Just, just get it out of the way. This, this beef has gone for way too long. Um, you know, you know it's like in year three. Yeah, we're going to have a fight. Which I thought was quite honourable, us agreeing to fight. It's after school in front of all the parents. And we go, we just start swinging at each other. Just throwing punches at each other, kicking. Um, I can hear some of the parents, who weren't our parents, like, are you not playing? Are they just play fighting? Are they just play fighting? And uh, they realised we weren't. But, you know, it's that awkwardness. You can't touch other people's kids. So you just got to let them fight. Anyway, we break apart in this fight and Danny reaches into his top pocket, top pocket and he goes, where's my fucking knife? <laughs> Seven-year-old. Ah, uh, dear. So at that point, I was like, this nutcase was actually going to stab me. Like, can you imagine that on the news? Young seven-year-old boy stabbed to death in playground. He would have been in some youth offenders fig. We've been like um, like a Jamie Bolger type thing. My face would be around all the time. They'd probably make some law, like Griffith's law, Darren's law, and they would, you know, they have like metal detectors at primary schools. He would be in the system with a new name. Oh man, they've been terrible. And then, then we just decided to sit away from each other for the rest of the year. And then we just had another year in different classes, came back when we were 10, and we was like, hey, we good? <laughs> in year four, yeah, we were back in the same class in year five. It's like, hey, hey. Do you want to play football? Yeah. <laughs> that was the gangster shit I grew up with, people. And guess what team he supports? Chelsea. Scumbag. But, um, <laughs> but hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. We're all friends now. He hasn't tried to stab me since, nor have I tried to stab him. But what has been, what else has been going on in the week? Tuesday, I... No, Monday. Play football on Monday. Scored a fantastic goal. Not that you care, but it was actually fantastic. Um... Tuesday, to record this podcast with Travis J. If you haven't listened to that yet, that's episode 29. Have a listen. The banter's on 100. Very funny podcast. He's a funny guy, so it's very easy to do. Wednesday, I gigged at Go West Comedy. Um, and then, I, yes, I headlined that. When I say headline, I closed the show. You know, headlines imply my name's in bigger letters and, you know, I got paid. And people came to see me and everyone else was just like living off my draw. But that isn't what happened. I just did the last performance of the night. So I closed the show. Thursday on the low podcast. Go listen to that. That'll be out tomorrow on Monday. So listen to that. Um, again, we, uh, we may have been a bit drunk on that podcast. So I can't actually remember what I said. See, the thing with this podcast is I can literally hear this straight after and see the things I said. Still post it up anyway, but I can at least hear it before you guys hear it. Whereas the On The Low podcast, there's a good hundred people who listen to that podcast before I will, before I know what I've said on there. Especially I've been drinking. I can't remember what I said. But hey, I'm pretty sure everything I said 
was a joke, right? That's my disclaimer. So, no one come looking for me, innit? <laughs> um, Friday, I uh, gigged at uh, Omni Comedy, which is awesome in, in Leighton. Um, and I drank way too much. I was out drinking before the gig. I, was, I then did the gig, left and returned back to drinking. And my trainers are a mess. No one's considering wearing white trainers out somewhere. And you see the state your trainers end up in the next day. And you think, thank God I didn't wear my white trainers. I would have been so upset. I don't know what is on the floor in certain clubs. But you know you just got that generic club scum. It's got just black marks all over the boots. Just scuffed up and disgusting. It's like a thick, dirty paste. My shoes are covered in. Um, and just the thought of damaging my beautiful white Adidas trainers. Oh, darling. It's almost as tragic as Big Ben stopping. <laughs> oh, dear. Was you upset about that? I really doubt anyone who listens to my podcast is upset about Big Ben stopping. Can you believe people actually took time out of their day to actually go to see Big Ben and crying? Crying at a bell. Like, how good is your life that that upsets you? There's two people get upset by a bell going out of service or maintenance. Either someone who is manically depressed and can't actually control their emotions. Or someone whose life is too good and too easy. Like shit like that's a problem. You know? People are like, oh yeah, I'm just going through some real shit, man. What? Oh. Yeah, one of my friends, he's ill. Oh man, really hard to hear, sad to hear that. What about you, man? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's just with the wife, I think. We're going through some things. I'm not sure we're going to make it this time. You know, we may actually split up. Oh man, that's really bad. What, what about you? I mean, the thing that's really got me this week is that big, 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 big meds. and that bell won't ring that's <laughs> all out your life seriously is that the worst thing that's happening with you are the people there are they jobless or did they actually book time off work to go to see the bell because <clears throat> I think I'd sack you if I found if I saw you there I might sack you Ahead of anyone that was like, if I saw you at Charlottesville marching with your tiki torches, do you know what? I might think he's a good accountant on keeping him. Yeah, he's racist, but hey, he knows how to do a spreadsheet. <laughs> but if you took time off to go see Big Ben, I'd be like, get out. What? Not in my company. Not in my firm. Not in my department. Get out. Get out. Yeah. I wonder what my flatmate thinks of what's going on. Because I'm not doing this in the car today because it's just way too hot. Like, way too hot to be sat in the car. So I'm just in the kitchen doing this one. And, um, yeah, they must be thinking, is he, is he all right? Is he having a stroke down there? 
What's happening? Um, what else has happened this week in the major news? You know, you got your carnival drug bust stuff going on. I spoke about it on, on the low podcast. So go check that out. Um, you know, it's nonsense. That's all. People want to do it to stop violence at the carnival. That's the justification. Well, do you know what you should do? Take away people's weapons, not their drugs. You know, unless they're going to wrap their fist in a bag of weed and punt someone in the face. <laughs> then again, that's not really the weed's fault. You know? And people don't get violent when they take too many drugs. They get violent when they run out of the drugs. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's where people get nuts no one's going to kill you for cocaine like being on cocaine they'll kill you for the cocaine they'll kill you when the cocaine's run out but while they're sniffing they're having a great time while they're injecting some heroin having a great time yeah I'm trivialising drugs so what I don't take them I just drink booze because we've got actually that's something that was disgusting you know drugs are so bad okay. like cigarettes I didn't realise because a few of my friends smoke I only saw their cigarette boxes yesterday that they have no branding on they just have you know pictures of lungs falling out and shit so cigarettes are that bad that they hide them under a, behind a cupboard and take away all the branding and put really bad scary messages on and they have adverts on TV telling us how bad they are Yet they still sell them to us. Yet they can't legalise drugs. Or decriminalise drugs. Why not? Like, I don't even want the drugs. But I want other people to be able to take the drugs. You're an adult. If you want to do a line. Go for it. As long as you pay your taxes. <laughs> but, you know. Adults should be left to do what they want. Like, um, I was reading the newspaper the other day. I've got the article here, so I'll read it to Headline, man's body found after hedonistic sex festival in the woods. A secret kinky sex festival has ended with a man dying at a woman who was found unconscious being taken to hospital. The man in his 50s was pronounced dead at the scene after police were called to Flamefest. That is just not a name for <laughs> a bloody sex festival. Flamefest. And when's Flame Fest on? Oh, right after Itchy Balls Fest? Oh, okay. What about Vaginal Discharge Fest? Yeah, that's the year after. Okay. Um, at a campsite in Brokes Wood near Tunbridge Wells in Kent yesterday. It's always a sleepy home county town these things happening. Just not just too much free time. Just undersexed people. It's going crazy. The tragedy's been treated as unexplained, but a source said both his death and the woman's condition were likely to be drug related see now people go see that's why drugs should be illegal no they're adults if you want to kill yourself doing kinky sex and taking drugs then by all means do it <clears throat> just don't force people into it you know or have them kidnapped in your house allegedly r kelly allegedly um the woman was found uh, by paramedics and treated for being taken to hospital by air ambulance. Wait, found. So no one actually called paramedics. Paramedics were just walking around the sex fest, just going, oh, whoa. Who's this lady in the woods with a butt plug sticking out? (laughs) 
Um, it was the second year of Flamefest has been held. Its website said organizer Helen Smedley created the event at which campers can explore pain, experience pleasure, and fulfill fantasies. To bring together the purest, most hedonistic elements of the party scene. See, my most hedonistic element of a party scene is uh, probably to have some ice in my drink. That's when I'm really being decadent, you know? No, I'll just have a whiskey. You want ice in that? I mean, if there's ice going, <laughs> now it's a party. I don't want to be whipped on the balls, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Uh, Miss Smedley tried to keep the local the location secret, but it leaked out when it, um, that it would be held near Tunbridge Wells, leading to complaints. Um, Councillor Nasir Jamil said he was disgusted. Her high, I'm um, Councillor uh, Nasir Jamil, and I was disgusted at Flamefest, the second holding of this, um, most namely because I didn't get free guest list. Um, I had to pay, you know, a good. Ten pounds to get in. Now, how much would you have to pay to get into this thing? Oh wait, here we go. <clears throat> Hundreds of party goers attended over the weekend. Uh, some paying three hundred pounds to stay in boutique tents. Uh, oxymoron. It's a tent. Five star tent. Vintage tent. Blood. It's a tent. <laughs> you can't. You can't sex up a tent. I mean, you could if it's at a sex festival. Flame fest. Um, and. And visited uh, attractions included the adult play area and the S&M dungeon. Not the M&S dungeon. Different. This isn't just any dungeon. This is black leather. Iron chains. Frayed whip. Darkened room. M&S dungeon. Oh, sorry, wait, this is the S&M, oh, my, my mistake, I just came here for some lovely desserts and some really good food. Um, <laughs> the festival was billed to end on Sunday, but it appeared some rebels were still there as police investigated yesterday. It was like, oh, I fucking love this flame fest. I can't leave, why? Because I can't remember my safe word and I'm trapped here. Um, the farmer, a farmer who was invited to attend after helping organisers set up, Said everybody was in good spirits. There were people dressed in kinky gear. A guy was dressed with leather trousers on, and the and the guy dressed as a sailor. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm not saying I've ever been to a kinky party, but I mean, if that was the level of kinkiness, I um, I'm kind of underwhelmed. Where's the gimp mask? Ah <laughs> <coughs> oh dear. And he added that there was a tent which must have been the dungeon because it had M&S on the side and <laughs> simple foods. Right. Uh, well, I was saying uh, being the dungeon because it had stocks and a gym horse for people to lie on. Well, it could have just been the gym. A little bit of workout area in, the, in Flame Fest. They'll do a bit of cardio. Um, there was somebody in there with a whip, and you could to be chained up and whipped if that ticked your box. Love how this guy knows everything about these rooms, but he wasn't in there himself. We believe you. Um, it was secluded. It was a secluded tent in the woods. It was fenced off, and there were staff and security people from the event inside, making sure nothing happened that people didn't want. Uh, the farmer said the biggest problem was keeping the locals out. 
Hey, we heard there was going to be some uh, sex party here. Can we come in? He, oh, that is not they sound in Kent. They actually sound a lot like me. But it's funnier in that accent, isn't it? So I'll continue. Hey, no, I'm just a local. I ain't got a ticket for a flame fest. But, you know, I heard there's some sex going on in that dungeon. So can I come in and join in the sex party? Um, so it's keeping locals out with 300 turned away. Oh, woo. What is your profession? Sex dungeon operator. Um, yes, there were sexual things going on, but only in the licensed areas. If you look at section 2B of your uh, of your license agreement, you'll see that you are strictly prohibited from whipping that man in this area. This is a green zone. Um, if, should you wish to partake in such activity, you need to go into the red zone in the licensed area. I'd hate to shut down Flamefest, but people, laws are laws, rules are rules. And you can't have fun without rules, okay? So in the licensed area, please, only. only. Okay, no, sorry, you're drawing your whip back way too much there. If you look at uh, subsection 3A in uh, chapter 11 of the agreement, you'll see that you cannot pull your whip beyond your back of your head. You should only whip with the elbow so please refrain from any overzealous whipping in the red zone if should you wish to do more uh, vigorous whipping please go to the purple zone um you just go past this snm dungeon and just take a left you'll see that's the purple zone and then your license covers you to do that in that area okay thanks you guys um continue what you're doing there um lovely gig master fella hope you have a good time all right um <laughs> Dear. And um, yeah, Miss Smedley designed to comment, declined to comment on the unexplained death. Well, I guess it's going to remain unexplained if no one comments on it, eh? Anyway, I think that's the end of the podcast because uh, I ain't really got much more to talk about. Oh, oh, one thing to announce: Boyden, Virginia, isn't number one listener anymore. Yes, yeah, screw you, Boyden. You guys left me. That's right. So I'm not friends with you anymore, Boyden. San Francisco's number one now. Yeah, so London, what are you saying? This is where the podcast is based in London and San Francisco is outdoing you. Talk to yourself. Eh? Fix up, look sharp. Anyway, this has been Gris Brain Dub. This has been episode 30, the anniversary podcast. 30 years, well, 30 episodes are not 30 years old. Jesus, doing the podcast before I was born. Um... <laughs> Hey, uh, join me next week where I'll be talking about some other nonsense. All right, peace.